<laughs> oh, I love that intro. It's great, isn't it? Um, I'm Keith Owen. I'm Michelle Marshall. And you are walk you're walking, <laughs> you are watching. <laughs> yeah, talk live. <laughs> Thank you it. for joining us this week with our gin infused opening. <laughs> <laughs> I've not been drinking at all, Michelle. I can't believe you even said that about my gin, gin drinking infused opening there. Um, yeah, I mean, thanks again for joining us. Uh, you've got a, an hour with us tonight and we want you to get the most out of your experience with us. And it's an opportunity to ask uh, some questions of our fabulous guest and of ourselves. And uh, we'd ask you just to pop your comments over in the comments chat bar thing that I believe is over that way. And um, if you're on replay, it's a great opportunity for you to still get involved and ask those questions as well. So as we go through, we're going to be maybe popping in a few questions that you can reply to as we go along as well, because it's one of these things you want to, even though you're not watching us live, we still want to get you involved. So questions in the chat bar and please put as many as you want. And we've got a fab guest on in a bit that Michelle's going to introduce to you in a second. And it's going to be a great opportunity to pick her brains in regards to certain things that she's done in her fabulous career. Oh, that was a that that was a little sneaky, wasn't it? A little sneaky. You know, I was going around it. <laughs> oh, you did. But for those of you know, you know, you know that uh, myself and our guest and Keith are uh, the greatest of pals. We've, um, you know, we're so honoured to have her joining us. We're like the three musketeers of the hairdressing and travelling industry. Lots of lady lotions, as Keith oh, likes to say. Loads of lady. You must explain the lady lotions, though, before we get to Kelly, though, because nobody will know what those things are. So for those lady lotions that um, Keith always says about is that but for whenever myself and Kelly are traveling, we always have a little bit of Clinique, a little bit of atomizer, some hand moisturizer, or something to keep you hydrated. And Keith will always sit next to us when we're on the plane and he'll join in with the lady lotions. I and love then, lady then, lotions. You know, I certainly remember the one time that we got off the plane, we went to into New York, we went to Macy's and Keith got as many of those lady lotions as he could possibly get. I've still got them. I love the lady lotions. They're fantastic. <laughs> and plus his wife had a, a very generous present to go home with. Yeah, she did. She did all right out of that, must have been. But thanks to you guys anyway. So that's great. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we are really honoured and humbled and thrilled to have this person joining us all, without further ado, all the way from Dubai, an amazing hairdresser, amazing artist, and now a country education leader, all the way from Dubai, from, well, to the UK. Please let us introduce you to Miss Kelly Scott. <laughs> You need to like walk in. Ah! <laughs> Ta -da! Oh, oh, wait a moment. Gosh. I'm just gonna. Oh, oh that's it. Oh. Like, I feel like I could put my arm around you, Kelly. <laughs> Michelle, you could put your arm around Kelly the other side, so we could we could both. That other that's it. We could both give her a little virtual hug there. Look at that. Look at that. For those of you that are on a podcast, by the way, we're putting our arms around Kelly virtually. So if you're listening on a podcast, that's what we're doing at the moment. So you have to imagine somebody sitting next to two people on a three-screen screen. Hopefully. I like, I like that I'm in the middle. Of course. I, I like that I'm in the middle. A rose between two thorns. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, should be you in the should be you in the middle then, Keith. Should be you in the middle. Oh God, no! Not with you two beauties on. Definitely not. I'll be miles out of the way. Put me first off the, the screen. The, um, the thing is, Keith. The thing is, Keith. You're not sporting an infamous shag. <laughs> well, yeah, that um, is I quite did, a I shag, isn't it? You've got going on there. I've got a little shag going on. I got shagged in the salon the other week. <laughs> oh, shagged in the salon. Who was that? Who did that? Who, who is it who did you, did you in the salon then? Sorry, did your haircut in the salon? <laughs> you know what? I found this really lovely guy out here in Dubai. He's at one of our uh, Redkin salons. He's at a salon called Chalk, and his name is Sasha. He's all the way from Sweden, and he is an absolute gem. 
Oh, I think we should give him a shout out. The shout out's going to be, Oi, Oi, Savaloi! Oi, Oi, Savaloi! <laughs> Savaloi! Oh, good on him. That's great that you found a good hairdresser out there. That's definitely a, a fantastic thing. And I like the fact you all said Savaloi as well. So that's really good. Um, now, Kelly, you've been out in, you've been out, well, you've, you've gone to Dubai. And I think one yeah. of the reasons why we wanted to make sure you were on tonight is that. Um, obviously, we know a little bit about your background and, and what it is you've done and where it is you've been in a hairdressing world. Obviously, not in you've, a, spent enough, you've spent enough time with me, so you guys know yeah, where you've been. You've been most yeah. of those places with me. Yeah, I have. <laughs> you've got witnesses, so watch what you're saying. Um, but we wanted to ask you some questions about, um, you know, how we almost like work in reverse. So, talk about how you got to where you are now in regards to you know physically how do you get from the UK um to working abroad to a country that's um well I don't really know a lot about I've, I've had the opportunity to visit there once but I don't know a lot about and you know thinking about that was that you know how did you find one getting you know the the, the mechanics of getting from here to there and two going from something that was was you know was it a culture that you knew or knew anything about and that you know how did you find it when you got there i mean yeah I, that that's a great question because i didn't know anything about dubai either <laughs> so uh so um but what was what was absolutely great was um you know the, the way that everything kind of happened so i think i mean you guys know my story as, as an artist which i'm sure you know many people do loved Redkin, been passionate about Redkin for a long, long time. Um, and obviously as an international artist was traveling, doing shows, seminars, obviously partnered with you guys as well on many of them and uh, was having a great time. Um, and it was, you know, when you, you start kind of thinking, you know, what's your next challenge? Like, what's your next goal? Where, where do you want to go next? What's going to happen? Um, and I'm a firm believer in the universe always provides. And it was out of the blue a random conversation I had with Sherry Doss. And um, she said, there's an opportunity to grow Redkin in, she didn't say where it was at first. She said, there's an opportunity to grow Redkin. It's a small brand and we need someone that can head up education, grow brand love, and obviously set up some, you know, some systems for, for the growth of education and the growth of the brand. Um, would it be something that you're interested in? Would you ever consider relocating? And I thought about it, uh, had a chat obviously with my partner about it and uh, was like, why not? Like, why not? You've got like these opportunities come and you've got to be like crazy not to take them, right? So yeah, it was when she said it was Dubai, I sort of had to confess that I'd only ever passed through Dubai uh, in an airport, I'd never actually visited. So I really needed to kind of come and, and check this place out before it was something that I would consider. And uh, she put me in touch with the general manager here and the brand director. And we had some great conversations. Who is Sherry Doss? For those that oh. don't know, because we know who Sherry Doss is, yeah. but for those guys that are listening in, great who, is, who, is, who is the Sherry Doss? I was going to say, who is the queen? Who is <laughs> yeah. the yeah, who, What, you don't who, know her? Just for the people listening in there, so who, yeah. who, who is Sherry Doss in relation to okay. Redkin and... and yeah. Awesome. So, you know, I joke when I say the queen, but she basically is, you know, Sherry has been such an incredible leader of this brand um, for such a long time that anybody that is a Redkin artist, anybody that's been involved with the brand will be aware of who she is. She's a she's an absolutely dynamic woman. She's a she's a true leader. She is uh, absolutely amazing. And she obviously works over at the heads up, should I say, the, the DMI in the US and um, the DMI, Sarah, we're talking about Sherry right now. <laughs> uh, she, she, uh, she heads up the, the DMI and she's like the vice president of education. So she kind of, uh, we have like the DMI structure and then the country structure. And then obviously we then have uh, the, the regional structure as well. So um, so it was Sherry that kind of put me it's in. It's only because that makes it, you know, if you're getting somebody that's yay high, you know, we are not worthy about her. And she's asking you to, to, to help out and do something. I think, you know, listening and letting people know that is, you know, it's really impactful that you've had somebody ask you to, to, to go and do that, especially in a, in a, you know, in a, in a new place as well for you yeah. and for, for, for Ricky. Definitely. No, it was amazing. I mean, I've, I've been fortunate to, 
to you know have sherry as we all have it in in our lives uh you know pushing us kind of like coaching us um driving us forward to be better artists and uh it was an opportunity that she offered me so i obviously gave it some serious consideration she put me in touch with the general manager of the middle east and the brand director and uh we did lots of skype chats like they questioned me to see if I was obviously right for the position. I had lots of questions for them because it's huge, right? You're moving from the UK to the Middle East. It's, it's, it's an investment that they're obviously, you know, they're investing in somebody coming. They want it to be the right person. And also I kind of wanted to come here and ensure that I could bring what they needed because it was, it was going to be a completely different challenge for me. You know, obviously educating, being on stage and, and doing things like that for Redkin every now and again, but to run stuff and build education and grow education on a country level is something that was completely new to me. So we had lots of lots of conversations, lots of chats, and then I flew to Dubai and I spent uh, 10 days out here, um, obviously meeting the team, meeting all of the L'Oreal people at, at, at L'Oreal Middle East, which are an awesome group of people, I have to say. They've made me feel so welcome and supported me in in more ways than just work you know they helped me find somewhere to is live is that because they're watching now of... kelly is that because they're watching now you're saying <laughs> i hope some of them are i hope some of them are <laughs> definitely no i do i hope some of them are but they did they like set me up with areas to look at you know like what what it is that, it, that it, what it takes to live here um so i met lots of people and then i kind of went home and on the plane on the way home i was like i want to do this I want to do this. And initially it was like, okay, let's come out. Let's do this for two years. Let's see how Redkin does. Let's see how you do. You know, it's not like you're signing your life away for 10 years. And, um, you know, I just thought, you know, why not? Like it, it's two years, like at the end of the day, if it works great. And if we continue and we build something, that's going to be amazing. And if it doesn't work, then it's an opportunity had, and you can never say what if, right? Like I, I just didn't want to do that. So, you know, fortunately, it, it kind of like all worked out. They wanted me for the position because then I was like, oh, I'm excited. I want to do this now. <laughs> please, please want me. <laughs> and um, and yet, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they did. And then you know, things kind of snowballed super quickly. Like once they sort of said, yes, we had like, you know, the, the contract was done. Then I had to sell my house in the UK. Obviously, I had to leave Strands, which has been like my 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 life for such a long time and and the team there which you know has changed a lot but obviously Pauline and Wendy who I I just oh, I don't even know if I can talk about them without actually getting a little bit choked oh. so, uh, so, yeah, oh, they best Wendy, be on here listening as well otherwise yeah. you know there will be trouble there'll be trouble <laughs> So that was huge, you know, to uh, to kind of like move on from strands as well, because it's been part of my life for such a long time. Like it, it obviously nurtured me into into being a hairdresser. It, um, it, you know, Pauline supported me in all my opportunities that I had with Redkin, pushed me as well, like let me dream big. She never was like, mm. this is not going to be for you. She was always like, how, you know, you how difficult do is that, Kelly? Because I think that's, you know, I think when people move away, it always sounds really like romantic and and oh yeah I'm going to work abroad but you know how difficult for you was was, was that actual transition that 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 leaving the UK and and what you know and love and and what you've been around for that maybe period of time to go into a place that was unknown definitely I mean it it yeah it was it was hard it was hard and I initially moved out here for like a month and a half on my own before Harry joined me. So um, living like out of a out of your bag in a hotel, trying to get to know what this job is, what's required of you, understanding the market here, meeting like the salons here, trying to look for a place to live. You know, thankfully it was it was busy times. Um, but yeah, then you know, in your heart, you're you're constantly like, oh my god, I've left so much behind. You know, like my family are there, my friends are there, what I know is there. But, but I, I, again, like I say, you know, I'm a firm believer, like the universe gives what, what your next journey. And all the time, I never felt like I was doing the wrong thing. I always felt like I was, you know, in the right place and doing the right thing. And this was going to be an amazing opportunity. And I just had to embrace it. But obviously, like, it's your whole world that you know, and, and the culture change and the weather. Ah, it's so hot here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you craving like, yeah. for some seasons now? I mean, that's the thing. Now you're there. Are you going, oh, that grey wet Wednesday evening, it actually feels like quite a good thing now. Yeah, I'm, I'm desperate. I know it sounds a bit crazy, but I'm desperate to like smell like freshly cut grass and like, you know, like that, that the weather after the rain and like sniff a tree or something. I feel like I really <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> I so want to see you walking around sniffing yeah. trees. That'd be brilliant. Like a nice, a nice, a big old oak or something like that. I just want to hug a tree. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. I mean, you know, Dubai is beautiful. It is beautiful, and there are parks here that they put a lot of effort into. But you know, just 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 the whole like atmosphere, like the you know, just the, the weather it does make a country like different. And you know, there, there's no place like home. Let's say so. I'm. Um, and again, like to kind to kind of top it all off, it's it's been COVID that came. Like I moved here, and then COVID came, and it stopped me from going home. And that was just like a shock in itself as well, because I was expecting to come, get settled, go home for a visit, get my feel, like see friends, see family, come back again, do what I needed to do. When I felt a bit restless, go back home again. I was expecting <laughs> to just keep popping home, and it just it didn't happen which was again really really difficult and I think you know you know, my way of dealing with it is just to kind of like get on just focus what it is that I'm doing thankfully you know it's busy there's a lot to do here I've made some nice friends here as well that have been a great support and it's just a case of like get your head down and just keep running you know eventually we'll be off that red list eventually you won't have to quarantine <laughs> eventually you won't have to have a million COVID tests to try and come home <laughs> um you know, it, it has to happen and, and I'm, I'm desperate, you know, the second the second I can get a flight home, I'm, I'm definitely going to be there so I can come see you guys and, and see everybody because uh, it's been a really long stint. It, it's been such a long time before the opportunity is to come home again. Wow. <laughs> but, but, you know, like D Dubai, Dubai is awesome. It's, it's for anyone that's been, I'm sure, you know, you've experienced it. It is, um, it is a, it's an amazing place. It's, super like diverse it's so multicultural there's like you know so many different nationalities here loads of expats um you know like people that that you know are, are i don't know they kind of make dubai it, it, it's really it's it's a cool place it is a really cool place and i, I am enjoying it here i'm um, obviously trying to discover as much as i can here as well but uh, we've obviously had a few restrictions and a lockdown in place so again that was kind of difficult because you arrive in a new place and you want to explore and experience and then you're yeah. kind of like forced to kind of pull back a bit so there's still so much that i haven't seen still so much that i want to discover but um you know but but work is work is great it's 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 going in the right direction where we're slowly growing the brand we've got an awesome redkin team it's a small team um you know redkin here is not like how we would know it guys it's it's, it's a very small brand um, you know, Dubai is, is, is primarily uh, like, you know, L'Oreal, Kerastars, Matrix, and there's just now a few exclusive salons that obviously have Redkin, and we're obviously looking to grow it more. That's like what my job is. That's what my job kind of is, is, is supposed to be now is to obviously grow this brand love, mm. set up education structures, and obviously, yeah, grow the brand, sell through education, right? We all know that. Exactly. But there's been a question coming, Kelly. And um, Sarah is asking, are there a lot of UK stylists over there? You know what, there are. There, there are a lot of UK stylists over here and um, they're always looking for more. So, Sarah, I don't know if you're interested in moving to Dubai, <laughs> but there are, <laughs> there, are, there are always salons that are looking for, uh, for British hairdressers, obviously, because, you know, guys, we, we have a reputation across the world um, that of our training standards um, and obviously our, our influence and, and, and everything like that. So, um, yeah, there's always there's always people asking me if I know anybody that wants to move, anybody that would want to want to come for some time and, and, and work here. And the salons are beautiful here. They really are. There's, there's so many different types of salons in so many different areas. Um, but, you know, some of the salons are absolutely gorgeous. And some of the people that work in them are, are great. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm, know, just, wait, just, I'm just laughing. Have you seen Sarah's reply? <laughs> I see it just popped up as well. She's booking a ticket. Husband and child can oh, stay here. I'm booking a ticket. My husband and child are still here. Oh, okay. Brilliant. Please <laughs> coming on a moment. I love it. I love Absolutely. that. Well, Kelly, no, um, in the right direction. Definitely. I mean, you know, Sarah, if, if it is something you want to do, you can bring your husband and your child. I'm sure. I'm sure. 
<laughs> but yeah, if anybody does, yeah. If anybody does want to kind of like, you know, do that, then yeah, definitely reach out because people are always looking for hairdressers. They're always looking for a talent here. They're always, always looking for hairdressers. And, and what about, you know, you started talking about a little bit about um, working for a brand, but what is it really like working in more of a corporate environment and for a like one one brand? What has it been like? I mean, yeah, uh, for, for me, I've always loved Redkin. Like, I've always been kind of like a champion of Redkin. Like, in my salon, um, you know, <laughs> whenever Pauline even kind of wanted to look maybe another brand, I used to have full-on panic attack, like <laughs> full-on heart failure. Um, because I just, I just love what the brand stands for. I love the energy of the brand. I love the people that the brand attracts. I love, uh, you know, the education at Redkin. Um, obviously, the color products at Redkin, are, you know, I've obviously used other brands, but it's always been something that, that's been far too far superior. So I've always kind of championed Redkin. Anyway, I do believe it's actually in, in my heart. And I don't feel like as an artist, I could have stood up on all those stages and presented all of those shows without truly believing that what I was saying was true. You know, this product is is good. It does make you a better stylist. The education does, you know, make you be better at what it is that you do um so i feel like i've always believed that so the opportunity to obviously then do that on a, on a larger scale was amazing you know to to come here and um you know inspire and educate others on a brand that i love i, I saw was an amazing opportunity and obviously you know to be a part of redkin in its in its infancy so it's such a small brand and um when i first got here and i started talking to salons about it and they were like what's redkin and i'd be like <gasps> what? <laughs> like my um my, <laughs> go, oh my gosh, I can't believe they don't my, know that. Definitely. Um my <laughs> my current my my current brand director, Chantel, she always keeps saying to me, You're not Paula Kent, you do know that. It's okay. <laughs> you're Kelly Scott, you're not Paula Kent, it's all right. They cannot like it or they cannot want it. Like you don't have to take it so personally, but I'm like, oh, well, I so, think um, the question that's come in, I always say, cut me and I bleed processing solution. I think that definitely <laughs> goes for us. <laughs> I love it. I love 100%, it. 100%. Yeah, definitely. Our, our blood is black for sure. <laughs> so I think, yeah. Oh, go on. Sorry, Kelly. No, yeah. So I was just saying, you know, to be able to do it on a larger scale and come here and obviously like, you know, show people what this brand has to offer, show people what it's about and, you know, try and create some, some brand love here and brand recognition. I just thought was a, was really exciting because, you know, I spent so long recently before moving here, I was in a Redkin world, you know, we would go to a Redkin show and everyone knew what the product was about. Everyone knew how to play the game. Everyone was already bought into our network. Whereas now this is a great opportunity to be on the flip side of that, trying to, you know, like show people what we're about and try and bring like people in into the fold, as it were. So it's nice to be on a, on a different side of it. And do you find that you travel a lot throughout the Emirates? Are you are you just based in Dubai or does that see you traveling still? Yeah, so obviously, uh, so currently we're Redkin, um, sorry, L'Oreal Middle East is, is, is in Dubai. That's where it's uh, centralized. But obviously it kind of right, runs the whole of the GCC. Um, we've obviously had travel restrictions and things like that. Um, but you know, right now, Redkin is primarily in the UAE. So uh, that, that means all of the seven Arab Emirates, obviously, we're, we're obviously hoping to grow and, and widen our stretch and then move out to the rest of the GCC with like, you know, hopefully like Bahrain, KSA and, and, and growing, growing the brand wider. Wow. Hopefully. <laughs> how many just, you know, before we move on to the next question, how many um, would you like to share with everyone? How many COVID tests you're up to now? Oh my God, do you know what? I've actually, I swear I've lost count. I swear I've lost count. Every time I want to go to Abu Dhabi, I have to have a DPI or a, a PCR. So obviously like your DPI is like your little blood test, which is instant. But then if you have that done, you then have to have a PCR, which is the one up the nose. I keep changing nostrils because I swear I'm going to have like some permanent damage. <laughs> so many COVID tests, so many COVID tests. But it's quite interesting because they've been talking a lot in the UK about, you know, a, 
there's a there's testing in schools in England and in Wales. So they're talking about a lot more testing going on to be able to travel even throughout mm -hmm. the UK. So it's quite it's interesting. Is that is it easy? Do you know what I mean? Like to, how does it work in with your schedule? Yeah. Like for us as as hairdressers, how is that gonna work in when we go back to or when um England certainly go back to salon or when we get that opportunity? How does it work with with your schedules, you know, I just see it as being yeah. so time-consuming. For sure. I mean, like, um, again, they've got a great setup here. You know, there's testing centres all over Dubai. They've got drive-through testing centres. You know, they're, they're well set up for it. And at the border um, between Dubai and Abu Dhabi, again, there's, like, testing centres. So, again, you can obviously drive down. You join the queue for the drive-through testing centre to have your DPI done because it, it shows you um, immediately and then you can carry on through to the border. But obviously, if you're having your PCR, it needs to be done sort of like the day before just to ensure you get your results back on time. But um, again, it, it just depends on like the, the, the systems in place, right? So, you know, we're very fortunate here that they've got great systems. There, there's, a, you know, there's like I say, testing centres everywhere. So you can just drive up, you can walk in centres uh, to, to get it done. And then they text you your results literally within 12 or 24 hours, depending on how quickly you need it. Wow, that wow, was quite interesting. And is it just out of interest? Is it is there loads of PPE in place, or is it you know like when? Oh you yeah. How long is there like crazy or? Yeah. You you know what guys? Uh, before obviously I arrived before COVID kind of happened, so I arrived like November December 2019, and I was really surprised initially with the the kind of a the cleanliness standards and the hygiene standards in the salons in Dubai anyway um you know everything everything is sterilized like combs clips scissors um when you go in as a client your stylist opens a packet of like sterilized scissors and combs and clips in front of you so that was like something that I was really surprised at the you know the the hygiene standards already and then obviously when COVID came we went on lockdown for a while and then we opened up, um, you know, a small capacity, larger capacity. And now salons are at full capacity, um, but they have to have obviously screens in place. Um, and the Dubai Municipality, who are the, the kind of like health and safety government, uh, go around and spot check constantly salons to make sure that they're, they're, they're sticking to the standards and abiding by the rules. And everybody, you know, does here. You know, you, they want to keep their businesses open. They want to be obviously, you know, serving customers. They want to have their, their team employed. So everybody is obviously sticking to the, to the necessary hygiene standards. And, you know, some salons are fortunate because they've got like a lot of space. So therefore they can close sections off and, and still have all of their team in. Some smaller salons obviously have to like provide the the barriers or the the screens, um, but you know so far, thankfully businesses have remained open. Um, every now and again, like cases may spike a little, which kind of makes people a little bit reserved. Um, but we're just coming up to Ramadan now, so everyone hopefully is going to be in the salons, getting themselves looking all good before obviously Ramadan starts. So I hope that's going to kind of you know like boost boost the industry a little bit here and, and give give everybody an opportunity to kind of make up for time lost. Wow. Ah. It's great, yeah. Yeah, it's great to hear that. You've been talking for a fair old bit and I think I think the next question would, would, would I'll I'll talk for a second whilst you're you're wetting your whistle. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah one of the challenges from a hairdressing perspective in regards to possibly going from um yeah you know is is that difference between and we've got the the little reminder up there of just you know being behind the chair and going from behind the chair to going to the corporate because you know i think from a stylist perspective you're always looking at the corporate thing as this big entity that you that you sometimes visit if you're from an educational perspective or you might visit it um from a a, a salon owner's perspective or just somebody that works with a company that's that's the, the whatever salon you're in actually runs with a particular brand and it, it's you know that transition from going from behind the chair I mean what was it like for you as a stylist behind the chair first of all maybe is the first question before you know then what's the difference you know what was what got you to go I've done this I really enjoy this and I'll now want to go to there so maybe if you could maybe just tell us a little bit about your life behind the chair yeah what was it like for you and 
you know, what excited you about being behind the chair? Yeah, I mean, I, I loved being a hairdresser, absolutely. And I, I still class myself as a hairdresser. I mean, it's something that I would never not call myself. Definitely not. Definitely not. It's something that I've I've worked hard Just at. Just for those on the podcast, we're all grinning our, grinning our teeth and doing a power grab. Like, yes! Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Just because you won't, obviously you won't see that on the podcast, but we're all going, yeah, power grab. Sorry. We should have shouted it, shouldn't we? Let's do it. One, two, three. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, it's something. It's something that I'm proud of. If anyone asks me what is it you do, I'm, I'm a hairdresser. That's that's the first thing that I, I I do, and you know I hope I always always get the opportunity to say that because I always want to do hair. You know, I always want to have a bit of hair in my life, even if it's just one client every now and again or doing something. You know, I I always I've got such a you know, it, and it and it fell on me like totally by mistake. You know, I wasn't planning on being a hairdresser. I mean. If Pauline is listening out there, she'll know that I was, you know, a 16 year old girl that that kind of like knocked on the door and wanted to work there because my best mate did. And I wasn't sure what it was that I wanted to do. And and um, and, and then all of a sudden I just I just couldn't believe how great this industry was. I couldn't believe how many opportunities there were out there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we had a, a product knowledge class uh, literally in my first week of hairdressing and one of the Redkin educators came in. I just thought it was so cool. I was like, oh, I'm going to work for Redkin. I'm going to be a Redkin educator. And she's like, well, let's teach you how to cut hair first, shall we? Like, slow <laughs> down. And I think it was great. Like, I just love, oh, I want to walk around with a little bag of products and tell people what this is. And I, I loved it. And um, and that was kind of one of my early goals was to be a Redkin educator. And then obviously, as I, I learned my craft um, and then enjoyed the artistry side of it. And I had an opportunity uh, to to join, I don't know if you remember these guys, uh, Tony Wood and Michael Saunders. Oh, oh the Badgers. Badger. Uh, so I uh, I had an opportunity to uh, to to work with these guys. They were um, you know some great hair, still are absolutely hand on heart. Still probably are amazing hairdressers. I haven't seen these boys in for men. Old geezers now, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they're old them. now. They're, they're proper old pension, pension age. I haven't, I haven't seen them in such a long time. But, you know, they were they were great hairdressers, great craftsmen, amazing, and really helped me grow as an artist and really pushed me. Um, and, and, and down the colour route as well, especially, because obviously they were super strong in design, um, that they obviously then needed somebody to kind of, like, back their stuff up with colour. And that was kind of, like, then when I found my, my, my passion for, for hair colour, and then again, like I say, they pushed me creatively and, and we started working together on uh, shows and seminars for Redkin. And then Redkin approached us um, and, you know, said, would it be something, would teaching this stuff be something that we would want to do? <clears throat> so the three of us worked together to, to start teaching classes. And then it just kind of grew from there, really. Um, kind of like focused, kind of trained, worked, went through, you know, endless amounts of education ourselves to grow ourselves. And then um, the opportunity for a new hire program came up um, in the US. So they were sending um, a couple of UK artists over to the US to go through this um, intensive global mentorship program. Um, mentorship? Mentorship mental. or mentorship? <laughs> it was a global mentorship. Mentorship, yeah. Global mentorship mentorship program that you know that taught you the, the skills to, to be able to travel internationally and obviously to be able to stand on bigger stages and and again that was something that I, I really enjoyed doing um and then you know then found myself traveling for Redkin uh, doing classes even alone or with groups of people with great friends like yourself um and yeah you know it, it, I loved it I, I loved education you know first off I, I fell in love with hairdressing and loved being able to to create and and you know make people feel better about themselves you know that, that's one of the things that I think you know as a hairdresser you are a people person it's such a great power to have when someone comes in and you have the ability to transform their their feeling not just their look but their feeling about themselves and that's you know, that's something that I think is special hey, about all heads. I mean, that's a, such an important thing. And those that are listening in, if, if, if that's something that, yeah, you, you can sort of, um, you know, listening to Kelly talking there, you can think, yeah, that's me as well. I, I really love that bit in the comments bar. If you're listening now or listening in the future, just pop in there, you know. Uh, yeah, I feel that too. Cool. Keep going, yeah. Kelly. It's great stuff. Keep going. Yeah, it's, it's, it's empowering. I mean, you know, it, it's it's kind of like, 
everyone always says like you know, I, I feel like being a hairdresser is kind of a selfish thing because I like feeling good I like making people look and feel good because that makes me feel good mm-hmm. so I think you know I get to do a job where you know I have the power to make others feel better which in turn makes me feel better you know there's nothing you know when oh, we certainly out, needed some like we needed some I have some I have the power this is getting so wrecking. I love it. Look, we're getting right. <laughs> okay. Don't do it. Five minutes in, and we're there. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. So, so like I say, you know, that was that was initially something that absolutely I I loved, and then what I found with education was it grew that feeling in me. So not only was it just a one-on-one thing with the person in my chair. I now could help other people be better it is what it, you know, what it is that they do. So then having like a class of like five, 10, 50, however many people, you know, came to symposium, you know, having an opportunity to speak to all of those and maybe show them something or, or give them just a little nugget of something that will then in turn make them do their job better. That would and be what's better. Symposium, for Kelly, for those that, you know, obviously right. we're, we're in our little wrecking bubble. We know what cool. symposium is. <laughs> However, we sometimes get people that know nothing about hairdressing at yeah. all. So, and I think you need to tell them what symposium is about because it's it's quite a big thing. You're sort of saying it like it's yeah. just a oh symposium. So just just yeah. give give everybody a little idea of what your um, your experience of symposium, what symposium is. Yeah, so uh, symposium. Uh, unfortunately, it happened. Well, not unfortunately. I think fortunately, it was awesome this year. Actually, it was really really good. So usually symposium is this uh this uh amazing uh hairdressing event that redkin holds in las vegas this year it was actually held digitally and i must say uh you know it was it was actually i'm super excited that it kind of happened that way because it meant that i could stay here in dubai and, and see it rather than not be a part of it so uh so that was great but uh symposium like i say it's a it's a single largest manufacturer hairdressing education event extravaganza let's call it an education extravaganza (laughs) (laughs) because it is if anyone has ever been you know like write a comment and tell us like what you thought of symposium because it is amazing it's like full immersion into the redkin world into education into networking into being with other like-minded hairdressers getting to to socialize and network with you know artists people that are maybe further ahead in their careers you know, talking to people that may be a little bit behind you in their careers it's just it's just such an amazing amazing event to go to as a stylist um what what do you guys think of symposium what is that is that right well how would you explain i hate it? every minute of it i think it's bloody we've, awful we've we've, we've, all thought, <laughs> we've all thought tooth and nail to be on that stage so. um i think you've hit the nail on it. i mean it's um it's just a great opportunity and i think the fact that you've got that many people in one place that are all going for the same reason they want to learn more about their craft and what it is they do it doesn't happen that often so to get like-minded people in a in a huge space all thinking you know what can i learn what can i get from this and, and being able to be one of those people that's able to share that information with people is a is a it's great it's great on so many levels. I mean, it's great because you go to Vegas first of all, and I think that might be the thing with you guys because you did it virtually. It was, you know, you, yeah, you're doing it, but you're not doing it in Vegas. You know, in Vegas I'm, on a, real... I'm on a green screen in my living <laughs> <laughs> room. And I think, it, you know, that for me anyway, it's the it's the experience of going somewhere, you know, being with people. You know, all these things that we're craving at the moment, you know, just, you know, we're, we're craving just meeting people in our garden at the moment. So, you know, how are we going to be when we can go to Vegas and meet people again? Kind of be like, ah, okay, head explosion. So for me, that's it. Michelle, what about you? I mean, you know, Kelly's asked us about our experiences of Vegas. I, I, and think, I think my very first experience, I, ne- I, I can never forget that. I think it was 2003. And I got into the lift. First of all, there's all these people. First of all, you're in Vegas. You've never been there before. And you get into this lift and somebody says, oh, is that 090? <laughs> 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 you're like, oh, me, me, me. And then you start talking about Shazy Q and, and what colour formulas you've got in your hair. And you're like, am I in an altered universe? Where? Yeah. You know, it's just... You know, and and from working, um, you know, that was a going as a, a a stylist, but also from working, it's just 
I don't think it, it, I think unless you've experienced it, it's really hard to put it into words, like you both said, how just awe-inspiring, whether you're working or whether you're presenting, whatever part of it you're doing, it's just, well, it's the best, isn't it? It's just the best ever. I can't, you know, what, how else do you put it? I don't think you can. It's the maddest four or five days of your life, yeah. but the most, but the most um, professionally um, gratifying, I suppose, is yeah. you, you work hard, you, you play hard, mm -hmm. and you enjoy every moment of it, even the four o'clock in the morning starts and the stupid o'clock yeah. debriefs at, <laughs> you know, when you're all knackered, you want to go to bed. We need to debrief, and you know you want to do it, because if you don't do it, the end of the evening's not done. Um, but yeah, it, it's great. So for those out there, I mean, Kelly's, you know, she's she's been on many a stage and she's done a fantastic, fantastic job in each one. It's it's been, you know, a privilege working alongside her and and, and uh, seeing her grow doing that definitely. Um, Sarah's saying before you go on, Keith. Sorry, that Sarah's saying, and it's the drunkest she's been. And Sarah was person, and CJ said it's so good. Oh, hey, CJ. What's yeah, CJ's Oh, I love it. Um, it. Yeah, so that was symposium. Obviously, it's, it's amazing. And, and you know, that was what, what, what I, I loved about education was, you know, now not having that one-on-one -on -one transformation experience, say, like having other people having those experience with it. And, and that was what I loved about education. And that was what really, like, inspired me to want to keep doing more education. And then when this opportunity came up to then do it at a country level, I was just like, well, you know, that feeling behind the chair was awesome. That feeling on that small stage was all awesome. That feeling of empowering others on a bigger stage is awesome. Now to be able to kind of like, you know, have this opportunity to provide education for hairdressers here, obviously to grow the brand here, to set up my artist network, which I'm, I'm doing currently here to, you know, give hairdressers in this region you know the opportunities that we had as artists and the experiences we had as artists I just thought that's going to feel even better so let's mm. do it <laughs> yeah, it's just it's such a great story Kelly you know there's so many more things I'm sure that we've got to we're just going to join to a quick interlude now <laughs> For those on the podcast, that was a time to subscribe when you hear that. So if you hear that, subscribe. So yes, a subscribe button. And it gives Kelly a chance to drink, bless her, because she, yeah, she at yeah. the start of this, she, should I get myself another drink? And she's hardly drunk anything because she's been talking, bless her. You know, me and Keith have drunk our way to a bottle of gin. Yeah, we're hammered. We, 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 we've been working, Kelly. <laughs> I just, I love a chat. I love a chat. You know I do. I mean, <laughs> but a lot of the questions that we've got for you, you've, you've answered so eloquently and, and given us such an insight into to you know from artist world to working in the country you're working and how you're developing from being behind the chair but you know what is what was your favorite thing like what was your I say what was your favorite thing about being a hairdresser but really you know we've talked a lot about that but what like technique wise what's your favorite thing if you've got somebody in the chair what's your go-to to share with everybody um like technique wise for coloring um so for, for me i i was always kind of like um i suppose god that's tricky there's a there's a few actually i mean i was always like you know like the highlight person you know like i would always uh like balayage obviously but like you know highlights and, and any kind of like foil work or technique and i would always try and find a way of you know not stacking and packing and taking up like too much time i i, I couldn't cope with that uh, i wanted I was an instant result kind of person. You know, I wanted to to get something in there, get it on, get it done. On my, <laughs> anyone that's watching from Strand's hairdressing will be like, she wasn't, she ran behind all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but imagine if you were stacking and packing. <laughs> God, they'd never leave. They'd never leave. Bless, bless, my, bless my Thursday night crew. They would always be like, God, please don't say yes to whatever it is that they want. We want to go after you. 
Well, I would, you know, I think I inherited that from Pauline. Someone had come in for a retouch and she'd need highlights, so I'd give her highlights and it didn't matter how long it took me, it was happening. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I think, you know, always always trying to find, you know, like kind of like the, the, the smarter way around of, of applying technique, um, you know, trying to, trying to give that, um, you know, that certain, I don't know, difference, always trying to do something a little bit different. You know, I, I was... I tried not to be the same again sort of person you know even if my client wanted the same again I'd always try and do something that was a little bit different just to keep my interest and also to to grow my client as well because I think the thing is, is if you just keep giving them the same again the same again they lose inspiration and you know who wants to look the same forever so I think you know it's our responsibility to not just fall into that let's do the same that's again. what Botox is for <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so um you know trying to trying to like always offer something a little bit different um and i think you know my, my favorite thing about hairdressing as well was like communicating you know like sitting down and really listening to what it was that the client wanted sometimes it'd be hilarious because you would just you know once you let them talk long enough they would realize themselves that what they were asking for was impossible and you never really had to do anything <laughs> sit there and listen they'd talk their way into it and talk their way out of it and you'd be like okay um, but yeah, like having those conversations, you know, having the opportunities, you know, for someone to give themselves over to you, for you to, to make them look better was always something that I love to do. And again, you know, like creative formulas. I mean, Michelle, you and I have always kind of like loved that opportunity when we could create some, you know, some, some great colors on some strong shapes. I mean, and that's why we love working with you so much, Keith, because you always used to give us, you always used to give us such great shapes. And, you know, I will fondly, fondly remember our time when we went to the Nordics and we, um, oh, we ate that, that show. Was we... like... Oh, for <laughs> those of you that are listening in, I mean, that was, um, if you've ever done a show before and you're, you're thinking none of these models are going to want whatever we're going to ask them, well, we ended up with, I don't know, I think it was 10 models. And we was like, can we shave this? This is We didn't do this in one, but we basically said, can we shave this side, make the other side green and perm the back? And they all went, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Do you remember? We, we were literally like, are you translating this right? Can they understand us? Are you sure <laughs> they're saying yes to what it is that we're asking them? And, you know, I mean, I think what, what was great about that show is we, like, pushed it. We had two shows to do. Do you remember, guys? Yeah. So we had day one and then day two. And we really pushed it to the extreme on day one. I mean, we had some great hair. And then, do you remember, we realized that we had to then change it up and make it even, like, stronger for then day two. How can we make it stronger? Oh. She's lying green. How can we make that stronger? Yeah. We picked. We peaked really soon with that, didn't we? We were like, whoa, we should have just stepped back a little bit. But it was no, I think, oh, such a great we show. We were, yeah. We were so excited that they were just, they just gave us like full, full, like whatever, that we just went for it, didn't we? I mean, but I have to say, I look back at those pictures still and I'm like, we did some great work. We did some yeah. great work. Yeah, we really did too. Yeah, so many times the Nordics want us back out of there again, if you're watching. Yeah, yeah just, exactly. just us three. As soon as, yeah. as, soon as we can travel, three of us will come. We will have That's our COVID passports, absolutely, and visas. Yep. Definitely, no, yeah, oh. I, I will. I'm going to jump back in and do that again. <laughs> oh, you got another question up? Ah, oh, yeah, quick Sarah. question. I'll pop it up for you, Kelly. Quick question: What's your favourite Redkin product? Oh, see now, Sarah, that's a tricky one. Like, are we talking color products, styling products, or hair care products? I'll give you all three. So, color products, obviously, Shady Q. It's my absolute gem. I feel it's the, you know, the jewel in Redkin's color crown. Uh, favorite styling product. Uh, you know what? Velvet gelatine. I miss. We don't have it in this region. Oh. It's something that I'm really gonna try and push for. I want it launched here because I just think that that is a it's a, it's a styling product for everyone. Velvet gelatine. Smooth it's not for selfish on. reasons. It's not just for you, is it? <laughs> Great for a shag, you know. I love velvet <laughs> gelatine. Oh, if it's good for a shag, then you it's, it's good for anything. Then. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so that's styling. And then uh, hair care range. I've always been an extreme girl. Like, I wouldn't have hair on my head if it wasn't for extreme. <laughs> I definitely think extreme has salvaged a few do's. Yeah, definitely. It's a lifesaver, isn't it? Definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cat. Oh. Sarah said yes. She totally agrees. Totally agrees. Okay. 
any colorists out there will know that they've rinsed some highlights, balayage or whatever, and thanks the Lord above for that small <laughs> bottle of cat on those ends when everything's a bit like this. <laughs> and actually, please, 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 please. <laughs> that segues nicely into you. We're talking, you know, like before we wrap it up, you know, how important for the hairdressers out there listening or watching, you know, we talk about everything that we've talked about throughout this um, this episode, but what, how important is retail? Because a lot of hairdressers reach out to us and struggle so much with retail, but how, what's your advice yeah. to them? I mean, I think, it, you know, it, it's 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 necessary it's just necessary it's it's part of our job now and i think you know we have to lose that stigma of like selling you know it's all about recommendation it's all about educating your client into how to look after her hair so i mean you know she's coming in and she's paying for a service she's paying for like color design finish whatever it is she's paying for she needs to know how to maintain that at home and you know to be the best hairdresser you can be, it's ensuring that your client leaves and she can make herself look as good as you do the next day and the next day and the next day until she comes back to see you. And something I always used to say to my clients as well was, you know, this is what I'm using on your hair. So whether it be like leave-in treatment, prep, then obviously my foundation product, then my finished product, you know, I'm using four or five products on your hair to get you to look like this. How do you expect to go home and get you to look like this when you're not using any of them? Yeah. And I think, you know, that used to be my like kind of like go to thing. And, and another thing was as well is, you know, like it's an investment. You've spent hundreds of pounds on your um, on your color. You know, why are you going to go home and wash it with something that's going to just be terrible for it? It's like if you had a Gucci coat, you're not going to stick it in the washing machine. You're going to take it to the dry cleaners. Mm. Now, this is your Gucci coat that you've invested in. This is the product that you need that's going to look after it. So I think if you can just try and talk to your clients on on what it is that they would understand. I mean, they're just my things that I used to say all the time. But, you know, it, it, I think it is important to let them know it's not just what happens in this chair. If you want to look this great and, and for it to last, you then have to keep up with your homework. Mm. Mm. I think clothing is such a good way of describing it because, you know, your hair is something you wear every day day in day out and your gucci your gucci coat might be something you pop in you know, pop on occasionally yet we're you know we'll look after that second to none but our hair often is one of the things that gets left way down the line and you know for those guys out there i mean you've asked kelly about the type of products that she's liking at the moment but for you guys out there you know it'd be good to know if you're listening now and again if you're listening in the future sort of uh, later on then yeah, you know, what products are you, are you using it doesn't have to be a red king one it could be something else you're using in your style so it'd be interesting to find out what what you're using as well definitely definitely what's your favorite product keith uh probably i'm, I'm really liking the beard oil at the moment because i've <laughs> i haven't got a lot of hair as you know i think lockdowns made me get quite stressed so i I'm really thin, but I'm gonna look. I'm getting a bit thin here now. We've got a bit too far. That was your back. That was great tattoo, Keith. There is that a saveloy? I can see. Oh, yeah, just a saveloy at the back there. But yeah, the beard oil I've been using on on my beard. I've just shaved it today, uh, but I've been rubbing a bit on my hair because sometimes I get a little bit of dry. I get a few little dry bits in my hair or scalp, Mm. so I just put a bit on that. So that works really well. Um, Oh, what do I like? uh quick dry is probably one of my favorites been around for such a long such a long time and um mm-hmm. rough paste i suppose because you know Ooh, for me rough paste is yeah but it's it's like it when it first came it's like the messiah of wrecking products especially from a styling perspective it's been around for such a long time so i, I suppose for me those sort of three products beard oil um rough paste and whatever the other one was, I think I can't remember. <laughs> but I think Kelly is probably using a little bit of rough paste on her bangs. Yeah. Well, she's a, that's a banging shag you've got going on there, Kelly. You've got the bangs at the front, which are they're slightly more in the they're slightly more in the practical rather than the sexy bit, which was a little bit longer. You know what? Uh, Pete, like I shared a, that. I shared that with uh, Sasha the other day, actually. Uh, we spoke about your uh, your little tip on a sexy, impractical fringe or take it up a little bit shorter and have it practical. So I'm a little bit practical right now, but give it a bit, it will grow down and then become impractical. Sasha Savaloy. We're going to have to call Sasha Savaloy, I think. Sasha Savaloy. Absolutely. And Sarah said, our biggest retail was the extreme length range. It's amazing. 
Yeah, definitely. Oh, really? but, well, if you could get an extra six, was it six inches you could get with that? Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to use that somewhere else, possibly. In, in, six, <laughs> in, six, in six months or a year? Because you have to wait. In, in, in a year. It's in a year. You'll have to keep practicing. A year. It's a year, Press, not six months. It's a year. A year. Oh, a year. A year. <laughs> sorry, sorry to disappoint you, Keith. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your favourite product, Michelle? Um, wow. My new favourite product has oh, since to be come close. Has to Tell come me. close. Has to be the new acidic bonding concentrate. I am um, um, yes. Look at that shine. Look at that shine. Oh, you oh, know what? Serious. Do you know what I mean? Like seriously. It's a beautiful nuance you got there. <laughs> it's a I serious. I, I can see the nuances of your brunette actually, Press. You see yeah. the nuances. There's a little nuance of. VG and P in there. That was VG, wasn't it? Yeah, no. Not, not, we um, not, not, we haven't launched acidic, bond, acidic bonding concentrate yet. It's on its way. It's coming in June. So I'm uh, I'm desperate for that to launch here. So maybe we'll... So uh, you, need, we'll you need two educators to come over and help you out with that, don't you? Like say, one on maybe, the cut in front and one on the, the cut. We're so experienced, aren't we, Keith? Maybe we yeah. could do something. I don't know what a silly bonder is, but I'm coming. And, um, Sarah said, "What with that and a shag, we're on a winner." Oh, on to a winner, Sarah. On to a on winner. To, on to a winner. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I suppose we better look at what's coming next week, Keith. Well, I think as we're talking about shags, we've been talking about shags periodically through it. I think we're going to. I think I think we're possibly looking at how we're going to colour the shag, because I think the I think if I remember rightly, I'm going to post you the shag that I've done, so and that you I can colour it. Your shag and and do something with it. How oh, exciting! Take it for dinner. <laughs> was that your recommendation dinner first dinner first always dinner first always dinner first before you get bang deep in a shag so i think that's probably you a good want, you want to make sure you do it on a full stomach we we apologize everybody who is listening and thinking what is going on but um if you know the three of us you know we cannot resist <laughs> so um well all that's left to say then really is um First of all, thank you, Kelly, for giving up your time uh, tonight and spending it with us here. It. I know it's I been good, isn't it? It's been really good. Yeah. I'll come back again. <laughs> you have to come back again. You have to come back again. You have to come back again. Um, yeah, I want to come and back. Yeah. It, it's um, it's really great to get an insight of that journey you've had in regards to you know getting from behind the chair to go into a country that you've not known much about, bar a few visits, and 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 you know how you've managed to grow yourself and get yourself to that position so you're able to do that as well so you know for those people out there that are wondering you know is it possible to get from you know me as a little hairdresser in a salon to to somebody that's working for a global company and doing it kelly's proof that you can so um it's hard work it's dedication uh, and uh, a lot of determination and patience. and patience yeah so you know just 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 you know tune in whenever kelly's back to the ship definitely back to us again it'd be a really good opportunity to ask more questions on that anything else you want to ask michelle or say michelle before we um, just wrap really, up? just really that you know please go to our youtube channel hit subscribe <laughs> hit, hit hit subscribe and you know join us next week for is it six o'clock or nine o'clock next week, Keith? I think. I think it's going to be nine o'clock because I'm back to work next week. So six o'clock for me, I'm still going to be cutting hair. Uh, so let's say you know it could be nine o'clock, and we're going to be looking at you know how to colour a shag. Um, it'll be like that for a couple of weeks, I think we said, Michelle, because yeah, because um, of my commitments in salon. But we'll get back to a six o'clock unless nine o'clock works better for people. We'll see what happens on the day, but. Certainly, it's been a fantastic opportunity to speak to you guys. And uh, thank you again, Kelly. Thank you, Michelle. Oh, thank you for all yeah. the comments. It's been thank brilliant. You. Thank you, guys. And CJ just said, great show tonight. Brilliant insights. Great to hear from Kelly. Very ins inspiring. Sarah said, thank you for this and giving up your evening. Oh, it's oh, a pleasure, guys. Great. 
Absolutely. Um, really, uh, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. It's been nice seeing you. And uh, thanks for letting me be a guest. And please invite me back. I want to chat to you some more. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we will. We really will. Nice. I feel like I'm at home. It's nice. We'll be chatting in the green room now. But take care, guys. Lovely to see you. Stay safe. And see you next week at nine. Bye from Bye. Bye. Bye.